Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast with Katie Chris Youngdahl. It has been a hot, hot, hot moment, and I am not going to lie and say that I just recorded a whole 40-minute episode and then went to go into the editing process and realized my mic was mute. Yep. <laughs> Which, to be honest, might have been uh, God or the universe kind of protecting me a little bit. Because um, maybe what I was talking about just wasn't ready, wasn't as flushed out. Because um, I dove into my thoughts and feelings about the world, my why for my business, how it connects to what I feel like the world needs, the emotions that were brought up from um, the Nashville shooting, all the things. So I'm not going to go there right now. <laughs> I am going to take that as a sign that not yet, Katie. Um, I'm also going to be very transparent too. I've been trying and again, this is just, maybe it's not the time to talk about this. I have every single week I've tried to record a podcast and something's been just like getting in the way. I don't know what it's been. If it's been me, like, again, it's, it's, I've been putting like, truly, I start, I would start recording a podcast and 10 minutes in, I think the max that I got was 15 minutes, but like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'd be like, ah, oh, I'd lose my train of thought. Or I was like, this isn't good enough. Something's going on. What, what, what the heck is going on here? Um, and with that comes the, for me, anytime there is some resistance in the work that I'm doing, it's, it's go back into boss mode. There's this, again, I've been really dabbling into and kind of fine-tuning my understanding of masculine and feminine energies. Masculine not being, not nothing tied to gender, just kind of the, the essence of the energies. Masculine is a lot more of the doing aspect. Feminine is a lot about the being and the receiving part of the energies. And, and there's a beautiful coming together of the two. And in the coming together of the two, that's where I find my own power. That's where a lot of people find their own power. And there's a misunderstanding of it quite often, especially in the masculine paradigm where we're living in a lot of just do, 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 go, go, go. And our worth is attached to what we're doing. So a lot of what I was doing when I was trying to record, I was like, do it, go, do it. But my feminine being wasn't solid in it. So I had to sit there and contemplate a little bit. But I'm going to, I actually did write a post about it. Um, so let me 
read it for you, actually. I'm going to turn the volume down because it's actually me speaking, but there's a couple of posts. If you've been following me on social media, I've been posting a lot of posts that are like, what? Who do you think? If like, if, if I just found my thing and if like, like part of my brain is like, who do you think you are, Katie, to think these? And I'm also like, because it's me. <laughs> Because these are my actual thoughts and these are my beliefs. And this is the stuff that I've been contemplating and thinking about. Um, actually, let's go with what I posted about today. Because I feel like that's a good one to talk about a little bit further. Because it is, it's really important. It's really, really important. Because this has been like the hardest thing for me to actually feel into and not feel guilty about is actually dreaming. And believing that these dreams are going to come true. And I know some people aren't getting it based off of some responses to this post. Um, So I'm going to read it for you. So I express to Ryan almost daily how much I love our life. I love our home. I love this specific house. I love the way our home makes me feel. I love the sun rising in our backyard. I love the sun setting on the trees and overlooking the Arboretum and the lake in the distance. I love walking cabby on the many paths around us. I remember dreaming of what life could look like in the future. And I remember dreaming of this neighborhood and asking, what if? And that thought felt amazing. I remember going to the dog park dogless and imagining coming here with my own dog, dreaming of what my life would be like when that time comes. And that thought felt amazing. I remember the early stages of dating Ryan, and I remember waking up one January morning and thinking, what if he's my person? And that thought felt amazing. I remember dreaming of the what if when I thought of creating my own business. What if this could happen? And what if this mattered? And the feelings that I felt in my body felt amazing. When I dream of the what ifs and tap into the feeling of those thoughts, they make me feel alive. and. I found the more I think about the what ifs that take my breath away and make my body tingle with excitement, but the less evidence I have that I can actually have that dream, the louder the what if this doesn't happen echoes in my mind. My mind tells me it's reckless to dream like this, that it's dangerous, actually. I'm putting myself into an unrealistic scenario. I have this inner fight in my head that I'm being irresponsible in my thoughts and in my actions. And my mind tells me the thoughts that make me feel alive, excited, and amazing. These thoughts are putting what I love at risk. These thoughts are putting my relationship with Ryan at risk. These thoughts are putting my future at risk. These thoughts are putting my worth at risk. Yet, these thoughts are supposed to make me be more responsible, but they feel awful. They make me feel anxious. They make me feel stuck like I'm not enough. They make me feel stuck. And these thoughts, they feel real. Sometimes more real than the feelings of what if this could happen. Yet neither thought is the truth. The maybe this could happen and the maybe this won't happen, neither have actually happened. And if neither thought is true, what serves me better to hold to be true? The thought that makes me feel amazing, alive, and excited, or the thought that my mind says is more responsible to think yet makes me feel less than. 
I don't think it's irresponsible to hold truth to the thoughts that make us feel good because we are riddled with stress, anxiety, low confidence, lack of self-worth, and it shows in our lives and the amount of money that comes into our lives and the way we talk to our spouses, to our kids, to our loved ones, and the way that we treat other people and see other people for their power or their lack of power. In fact, I think it's irresponsible not to believe in the thoughts that make us feel good because I believe these are clues. God is cluing us in on his plan for us. So what if we had the strength to hold true the thoughts that made us feel alive, knowing that God put those thoughts there for a reason? Can we believe in that? What if, if our dream, wait, sorry. Can we believe in the, what if of our dreams, just 1% more than the, what if of its opposite? knowing that God is helping us know which way is his way, just 1%. Is that too hard? What could my life look like? What would my life look like? This is the work. So let's flush this one out. Because this, I actually truly did. And, and I paired this video with um, some old videos of when Ryan and I were dating in 2018 and early 2019. Um, that's, I remember it was 20 January of 2019 when I was, um, uh, I was, I was away in Champaign, Illinois. Um, he was living in Madison, Wisconsin. So we're doing the long distance thing and I was away on winter break. And I remember, um, I stayed over at his house, his apartment quite a bit. Um, poor his whole poor roommate. Uh, and I remember waking up or just laying in bed and just being like, what if this is it? What if like, this is my guy? And I just remember feeling so good about it. And so I was putting pictures up on that. And then I also remember I, I put pictures of us looking for a house and I, oh my gosh, we were, we were searching for about, um, we started our housing search in February of 2022. No, 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 no. That would have been a quick February of 2021. So before we were engaged, actually, <laughs> whoopsies. Uh, <laughs> and we had, I had such a clear vision of like the vibe of the house. And Ryan and I, we would drive through the neighborhood, this neighborhood, actually. I remember biking by this neighborhood and being like, what if, what if we lived this close to the bike path? Like, what if? I just put it out there. Never even believing, like thinking that this would even be possible whatsoever. But I felt that feeling. I was like, what if? And then with Cabby, I... Truly, I, I would walk, I would go to the dog park. We were living at an apartment um, about 10 minutes away from the dog park that I grew up going to with my family and our family's dog. And I would go to the dog park and just like imagine the life that I would have once I had a dog. Imagine like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this business where I'm able to go in the middle of the day and walk and listen to personal development or listen to trainings and contemplate and think, and that's going to be my work day. And oh my gosh, just what if. And the beautiful things about those three things is that all those what ifs happen for me. 
I married the love of my life. We miraculously got a house in the most perfect neighborhood. Truly right off that bike path when I said, what if we could live near this bike path? And we got a dog that is the most perfect, like truly, I remember just dreaming up of Ryan and I would talk (laughs) about Cabby before like a year and a half before Cabby even was a thing. We talked about her. We talked about like her demeanor, how she's going to be, what, what she is. And, and just like, we started doing this thing <laughs> where I would, uh, cause I was working at our apartment and he would come home and I would go, I, I told him one day, I was like, what if I just like welcomed you back from being at home? Like I was a dog, like Cabby was here. And so we started doing this thing where I'd be like, like, Oh my God, you're home. Like, ah! I'd be so excited. We'd jump up and down, like just thinking of how would a dog react if you were a human? <laughs> and it was so fun. What if? It felt fun to think about the what if. And then the business side of things. When I was in grad school and I just thought like, what if I started my own business? What if I talked about things like personal development? What if my day looked like the work that I was doing made a difference? What if, and it felt good to think about those what ifs. And Here's here's the kicker. Here's what I want to flesh out. So the what if of is this my person? That one felt like I was capable of getting it because I had Ryan right there. I was like, and I saw a lot of people got engaged. A lot of people got married. It was actually at this age in my life, this is pretty damn normal for me to do this. It's saw evidence that this was the norm. Get married. Going to the dog, like having a dog. Great. There's a lot of, quite a lot of evidence out there. Cool. I can do this. Easy. Just go get a dog. Buy a house in the neighborhood that we want. That felt impossible. But the thing about all these things, especially the house part, is there were what ifs that I just put out there. And I didn't do anything specifically to achieve them. They like magically happened in my life. And this is the crazy part. Because I talk about the flip side of the what if of the thing, the feelings that feel good. I didn't have to do anything. I really didn't. I mean, there were some things that I did do. Said yes to Ryan. I I physically said yes to marrying him. <laughs> I dated Ryan. I I I I was the version of me that Ryan was in love. I like that was just me. That was who I am. Actually, I I I drove and got cabbie. <laughs> I physically signed the lease or not the lease. The physically signed for the house. Like there was things that I did, but I didn't have to do anything to receive Ryan the house cabby like cab like truly who cabby was as a dog like it just it almost was like magic the business side of things what i'm what i'm starting to really understand and this is applicable to a lot of things that i've dreamed about and have achieved and haven't achieved also 
I dream about what my life is going to look like. I dream about the career that I want to have, the business that I want to have. I dream about the health that I want to have, the body that I want to have. I dream these things. And the what I'm finding with myself is that I, I wrote it really specifically. Let me find out. Let me see. Okay. So I fe- let me re- repeat. And I found the more I think about the what ifs that take my breath away and make my body tingle with excitement, but the less evidence I have that I can actually have that dream, the louder the what if this doesn't happen echoes in my mind. This is where it's the more that we dream and aspire and want things without evidence, it gets really hard to believe in that being the truth. Yet, it had like, this is where like my brain, the, the bigger that I dream in terms of my business, or it really, it truly, it happens a lot with my business, but also the bigger that I dream with my own health and my body. There's evidence there for me, let's say with my, my body losing the weight feeling really confident in myself. There's, there's almost like, let's say how I am almost 30. Let's say at a minimum, there's been 15 years of evidence backing up my, my sense of self-confidence, lack of confidence. There's 15 years of evidence that I'm not in the body type that I want. There's 15 years of evidence that I feel fat that I feel unworthy. There's 15 years of me wanting to lose the weight and not having the evidence that I'm going to do that. Therefore, because there's like lack of evidence with this, responsible, quote unquote, Katie, will start to think the opposite of my dreams, of my desires to protect myself from disappointment because the evidence is the predictable is, oh, you're not going to lose the weight. So my belief is like, oh, you're not, like this isn't going to change. And those beliefs, they come into your brain, right? A lot of these stuff, when, when we're dreaming big dreams, ambitions, they come in as like, oh, but this is probably not going to happen. And it feels true. Let's take my business. Also, dreams of where I desire to, to take this, of, of go with it. I have dreams that make me feel alive, make me feel good, make me feel like, oh my gosh, if this happened, oh my, just imagine what's gonna, like, oh, it'll be amazing. But because I don't have the specific evidence of it being true for me, the flip side is really, really, really strong and easy to believe in. And our mindset makes it feel like it's more responsible to believe in the flip side to protect ourselves. So I've had more anxiety, more sleepless nights, more feeling unworthy, more feelings of not enough of, of why, like, who am I to want this? Or who am I to create this? Who am I to create a podcast? Who, who's going to listen to you, Katie? What's going to like, why do you feel so important that your voice needs to be heard? 
who are you to ask for this amount of money for this one-on-one coaching? Why do you like, what kind of transformation are you going to give that person? Like, what are you going to, what I've had more of those thoughts than I like now in my business than when I started my own business. Cause here's the tricky thing. It's like when we start something new, we have the belief that like, there isn't any evidence that this is going to fail yet. We see other people's evidence and hold on to that as like, if they can do it, we, I can do it. Yet the longer we're on this road, we start to build up evidence that possibly this isn't going to work. And our belief system, because we put time as a big thing. Time is a big thing. Time is truly when we're reaching for these dreams, these desires, when we put time to it, we put a pin of hit this bullet, hit, the, hit this bullseye, this little, little tiny thing. And, and it's also moving by the way. So we're trying to move, we're trying to hit this moving target when we put time in it. And it's just, it's absolutely impossible. And so by putting time onto a lot of things we put, that's where our increased evidence comes from of not being enough. We didn't get it. We didn't get it here. We didn't get it there. We didn't get it there. It's funky, right? But like, again, with, with cabbie, I didn't need evidence. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a dog. I've always had a dog. I've always had a dog growing up. I'm like, why wouldn't I get a dog? I'm going to get a dog. And I'm going to get the perfect dog. <laughs> it happened. Buying a house. I don't have evidence that I wasn't going to get a house here. I just believe, what if, what if I could? It's the evidence in ourselves that we start making it mean something. But the evidence of where, of the current evidence, quote unquote, it doesn't matter. Because we can look at it in two separate ways. It could be evidence that, okay, you're not doing, you're not doing it right. Or, okay, these are like ways not to do it. <laughs> ben Franklin said he didn't like, well, what's his quote? Let me find his quote. Okay, so Ben Thomas Oh, sorry. Thomas Edison, not Ben Franklin, Thomas Edison. He said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work when making the light bulb. We allow, because it's a responsible thing. It's a predictable thing. If you haven't done it now, if there's so much evidence now, the predictable thing and the responsible thing is to believe in the predictability. Yet some, a lot of the, why is it then that when we believe in the predictability, when we believe in the evidence that like we haven't been able to do it, it feels shitty. It feels the worst. I honestly do believe that when we, when we're thinking in the predictable in when we're thinking a thought and it feels not good, that means it's a sign from, from God. I believe in God. I believe it's a sign that that's not it you're missing something you're we're missing something we're missing we're missing our purpose in this world that god intended for us i think when we dream of our dreams and our ambitions and they feel good and they light us up and they get us excited and we're like what if that it's meant for us yet our brain has this incredible sense of protecting us that wants us not to like feel disappointment, especially women, the fear of disappointment. That's the biggest thing that's keeping us stuck. 
Because that is, and, and I'll read this again. My mind tells me that the thoughts that make me feel alive, excited, amazing, these thoughts are putting me in what I love at risk. These thoughts are putting my relationship with Ryan at risk. These thoughts are putting my future at risk. These thoughts are putting my worth at risk. I've had thoughts of, with my business, Ryan's going to like leave me if I don't make this work. If this fails, he's going to be so disappointed in me. And like, I, I don't know if I can handle this disappointment. He didn't marry a failure. He, he didn't sign up for this. He didn't sign up for me not being able to provide, like add anything to our family this month. If I didn't hit the revenue that I wanted to. You're jeopardizing your future. If you reach for the stream and you don't succeed at it, Katie. What are you going to do? Like, who do you think you are? Like, I've had so many thoughts when I, when I would really feel into them. Oh my gosh. They felt ah, sleepless nights, anxious, getting in up in the middle of the night and just worrisome thoughts, thoughts that felt awful in my body. Awful, but it was responsible. Is it, is it responsible to think like that? Is it protective to think like that? No. Because when I'm walking through my day, what am I thinking about? Ryan's going to believe me. Ryan's going to relieve me. Ryan's going to hate. Like, that's not good for our marriage. <laughs> no. That's not. That's playing not to lose versus playing to win. And I really do believe that ought we have an emotional guidance system that when a thought feels icky, feels yucky in our body, that that thought is not for us. And we need to neutralize that thought and then get back into the good thoughts. Because that's another thing of, of kind of through my own journey. It's when I'm, when I'm feeling those thoughts, when I'm feeling, when I'm going like down the doomsday of just like, dude, Ee, 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 like some everything's wrong, everything's wrong, siren, siren, I think that's from a friend's episode. <laughs> Maybe, or how I met your mother. The uh, really annoying uh part. It's a how I met your mother quote. Um <laughs> I digress. So when we are having <laughs> when we're having those doomsday. Those thoughts that make us like, oh my God, Katie, shut up. This siren is going on my brain and I can't think and I hate myself. When we have those thoughts and then we say, no, dream big. Remember like those butterflies that are happening and like, oh my gosh, these dreams that you have and you're walking around with birds coming out of your butthole. Uh, feels like crap to think about because the more that you're just like because because that's what I thought too I was like I'm not supposed to think negative thoughts because negative thoughts I'm gonna like the law of attraction I'm gonna keep like thinking I'm gonna keep attracting this not and it's not gonna work out and I'd be like think of the dreams that you want to have and I would think about the business think about the life think about like who I wanted to be and it felt worse Cause when I was in that negative, like spiral mindset going on and I think the positive, positive things I'd be like, I'd think more so of the negative would just come rushing back. And that felt more true to me. 
And so what I had to understand is just when that, when I'm spiraling, is there a way to neutralize myself? Neutralize. So I don't feel negative, but I'm also not like, woo, yay, neutral. I feel neutral about the, the situation, neutral. So I'd have to come into a neutral point because again, it felt like such BS if I'd go from a really negative spot to a really, really high, high spot. My brain was like, nope. And for some reason, it is so much more easier to believe that the not having it is more true than the having it for me. And that's a real bitch. (laughs) So I wrote another post. Let me find it really fast. Okay. So these actually, all of my posts have actually kind of strung together uh, thoughts about this. Um, let me, so it's not that you are incapable of making the money or getting the raise or having the relationship or owning that level of self-confidence or attaining that level of health and self-love. The problem isn't your capability to do something. I believe we can be, have, and do it all. The problem though, is we allow our thoughts about the feelings to become our reality. Let's say we are feeling doubt. Doubt has the capacity to take over everything. If someone says you can't do something, you'd probably be so mad that you'd do it to prove them wrong, right? But if someone or yourself says, I don't know, maybe you could do this, but I don't know, maybe not. This is a hell of a lot worse because it's a heck of a lot easier to believe in. Here's the thing. Impossibility feels like a challenge, but when it comes to maybe yes or maybe no, doubt has the ability to become our truth. Here is the mind-blowing thing. What you're dreaming of, what you're striving for, what you want, it hasn't happened. The thing you're desiring and working towards and aiming at, it hasn't happened. It's in the realm of 50-50. It's either here nor not here. Yet we put thoughts to our feelings. We feel doubt and our thought is of truth into that doubt. This is how we get in our own goddamn way. Our need to protect our disappointment is detrimental because we hold on to doubt just in case just in case what we want doesn't happen because we think we won't survive the failure. So we hold on to doubt to protect. We hold on to it for when the inevitable happens and the doubt becomes actualized as truth. We say to ourselves, see, imagine how much more this would have hurt if you would have fully believed. So the real problem isn't that what we're doing. It's in the thoughts from the the feelings that we're holding on to, And that's the real enemy. So again, think about Right now we have, we have evidence in whatever we're, we're dreaming of. If you have a dream to lose weight, if you have a dream to look a certain way or have a a certain level of self-confidence, if you have the dream to create this business, but if you've been doing it for a little bit and there's evidence against that dream, we start to doubt ourselves. And that's when you go into that spiral of like, because it's in that, that our, what's messed up is our brain is like, I'm thinking these thoughts because I'm protecting you because what if this actually happens? Because for some reason, having this belief that, well, at least I prepared myself for it it's going to hurt less. 
but it's going to hurt no matter what. It's going to hurt. So when I finally recognized it's better for me and it's actually God's intention for me to hold the belief and the faith of the what if that feels good, that's all I have to do. And in doing that, I'm going to build up the momentum, build up the motivation, build up the the energy to actually achieve that thing versus holding on to something that is like carrying rocks and just kind of holding me down and keeping me stuck. That's when people say like, it's not what you do, it's who you are when you're doing it. Like that's the difference. That's the thing. That's, that's it. What are you walking with? Are you walking with the belief that like, this is exciting. This is energizes is like, Oh my gosh, I have butterflies coming out my butt. (laughs) Or are you walking with the, what if this doesn't happen? This is a hard one. This is a hard one to get. And this is, I've just been flushing this out, flushing this out, flushing this out. Let me do, okay. These all go in together. So let me give one more, one more post. So holding the maybe yes to our possibility means we walk either neutral or a maybe yes, this is happening for me. Yet we are going to have days that we feel fear, that we are afraid. Where fear comes into our mind telling us we are not enough. Who are we who want this? Are you even worthy? You haven't done enough. You're probably not good enough anyways. Our mind will want to go down this rabbit hole and start believing the maybe no, this isn't going to happen. And when this happens, it is a reminder that fear is our intelligence. Fear only happens when we step into the realm of possibility. And it kicks in because our intelligence is begging for us to go back to what's predictable in our lives. Because predictability means safe. Predictability means, sure, you may not be in love with your body. Sure, you may not be making the money. Sure, you may not have what you want, but you're alive. You're safe. So come sit on the couch and just be, watch some Netflix. Make sure nothing changes because we don't know what's going to happen if it does change. Predictability is safe. It may not be comfortable or what you want, but it's safe. But once the realm of possibility has been made known to you, once the veil has been scratched just a little bit for you to see what could be, predictability becomes maddening. And this is where our feelings of discomfort, of wanting more, of feeling like there is something missing comes from. Because once you just see a sliver of what's possible, you can never unsee it. That's why the field of possibility has created this vortex of amazing what ifs while simultaneously creating debilitating self-annihilation. Because the realm of possibility is at the tip of our fingertips with social media and technology today. But what we don't realize is that when we step into the realm of possibility and we choose to deliberately create our lives to match what we have seen as possible, we must know how we are walking when in the realm of possibility. And there's just two ways to do it. Thank you, Lord, for keeping it simple. 
So option A is play to win and choose to hold the 50-50 of maybe yes, the possibility of what I'm desiring will happen. Or option B, play to not lose and choose to hold the 50-50 of maybe no. They feel very, very similar as you hold and walk and yet lead to very, very, very different results. And we tend to not know what we're walking with until we're too far gone. And that's when fear kicks in. Not when we're too far gone, but when we've crossed the 50-50 of maybe no. Our intelligence lets us know we're all on the wrong path and we're playing not to lose versus playing to win. Our job is not to not feel fear, to numb fear, or even walk with fear, to be honest. Our job is to neutralize the fear. Like a bird learning to fly, when the fear hits that maybe you can't keep doing this, don't ignore the fear. Don't pretend you don't feel the fear. Don't keep flying despite the fear. Go find a branch, get back to neutral, then keep flying. This is how we develop the wings of eagles. So again, can you see how all those posts go together? It's we have these dreams, we have the desires, and then our mind almost plays a game with us of that's not responsible to think like this. It's irresponsible, actually. But that's our brain saying to ourselves, it's almost like we're, we're, we're trying to make the language, like we're being responsible adults by not believing in the what if of our dreams. But our brain is really just doing that because of fear. Because it's, it's saying, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen once you achieve this level of worth, this, this body type. I don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, sure. It, like over there, Nancy says it's going to be amazing. And it's the best thing to like feel this way about your body. But like, you've been safe this whole time. Just stay safe. Stay in the predictability field, please. It's actually very, very irresponsible to, for you to think that you, you can lose this weight. It's very, very irresponsible because like when you start to do this, like, and if you're not going to achieve this then you're going to hurt real, real bad. And we're going to protect you against that real, really bad feeling like, mm, nope, sit down, please. Just like, just, just know the evidence know the evidence and just sit on this Netflix couch and like you can handle the the feelings of uncomfortability of like you just feeling like you couldn't do more but like you can handle that it's okay our minds fuck us up part of my language it really does and we pretend that these thoughts are okay to think because we say we're protecting ourselves we say we're being responsible in knowing what the predictable outcome is going to be. And this is how we stay stuck. And this is how we are creating so much stress in our bodies. Because we know, our, our soul knows there's more. Like I said, like once you start to scratch the surface of it, we know we're capable of so much more. And this is where emotional eating comes in. When we know there's so much more, we try to comfort ourselves through like, nope, nope, the, the, just our, we have a part of our brain that's just like, sit down, sit down. Don't dream anymore, little Katie. No, no, no. That's scary over there. No, no, no. Sit down. Have a, here, have a cookie. Feel better and have a cookie. Yeah. 
yep, that sugar is going to make you feel good. It's okay. You don't need to like go into this crazy, crazy thing, like change your body, change your life, change your world. Nope, no, nope, nope. Just have a cookie. <laughs> we do this to protect ourselves from the fear of disappointment because we don't, we know we can handle where we are right now. We know we can handle that. We don't know if we can handle that. We don't know if we can handle failing, but we also do know as well too. This is where personal power and personal strength and emotional strength comes in of taking the leap, living in the possibility and saying, I'm going to believe into the what if this is going to happen. I'm going to follow that because like, I think my, like God is just saying, Hey, kitty, I'm up here. Follow what feels good. I've put that, I've let you as a version of me, I've told you what feels good. It'll feel good when it feels good. Keep going that way. And I'll let you know when you're off the wrong path, when you're, when you're going away from my purpose, I'll, I'll let you know, it'll feel bad. What if that's how God, what if that was it? What if that was it? What if? Hi, Katie. Keep following when you feel good. And don't worry. Time. I don't believe in time. You'll be all fine. You'll be good. We'll help you out. This is the right path for you. Keep going. <laughs> Hi, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. But okay, this is God. Okay. Here, here's the thing. When you when you are feeling bad, I will let you know there will be things in your body that feel feel bad. This is my cue. Just neutralize it. It's okay. Well, we got this. I got you. Just feel better. Learn to feel better. I got you. We have an emotional guidance system that God gave us. When we feel bad, stop thinking those thoughts and stop taking actions from those thoughts and stop allowing our self-worth to be based off of those thoughts. Neutralize them. Is there a neutralizing thought that you can believe in that feels true to you? And then go from there and then start believing in the things that you're dreaming about and hold those to be true. Can you do that? Just 1%. The things that we're dreaming, the things that we feel are possible for us, even with the evidence that are in our, even with the evidence, even with 15 years of evidence that I can't lose weight or be confident in myself, can I hold on just 1%? above the neutral that I can achieve self or confidence and worthiness and feeling so dang good in my body. Can I, and if I can't, can I, can I just have a neutral thought? I am living into the like best version of my body. Okay, cool. Can I, can I, can I believe in that? What's, what's the thought that feels true to me? Can I believe in that? And that's our work. That's our work. I think we don't need to complicate things. Let's make them really dang simple. Our work is just to believe in the 1% of our desires and our dreams and to walk there because that's what God has intended for us to do. I believe that. Hi, Katie. I believe that too. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to re-listen to this because I feel like I kind of went a little bit all over the place on explaining this, but 
I'm having fun with this one. I'm having fun with kind of untangling a lot of this stuff that I believe and feel to be true. And I hope you are too. So I love you. We're back. And I hope some point in this week, something takes your breath away. All right. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.